Today, I want to talk about a covenant God. Amen. A covenant God. One of the things that we are today, and I'll talk about this at 10, at 10 o'clock, in our 10 o'clock service, amen. One of the things that we are looking at, one of the things that we are in right now is a crisis. Uh, I talked to you about worry, but as I was reading the Word of God, as I was reading God's Word, God begins to sheer, show me in His Word that this is no different, amen, than the children of Israel when they were going into Babylon. They were going into new territory. They were about to experience a new culture. They were about to experience new rule, new way of living, amen. But one of the things that I wanted to encourage you with today is that even though God was the one in Jeremiah, we're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 31 today. The children of Israel were about to go into Babylon for 70 years. That's Jeremiah chapter 29. And in going into Babylon for, for, for 70 years, God made a promise. God made a promise, amen, that he was going to keep Israel in the midst of a land, amen, that seemed like it was distant, it was far, it was new. God was about to, uh, God was take, about to take his people into a new place. And in this new place, amen, they would have to learn how to adapt. But as you keep reading in Jeremiah chapter 29, we get to the point where God tells them that, yes, you're going to go into exile. Yes, you're going to be going through uh, slavery for 70 years. Yes, I want you to build houses. Yes, I want you to uh, have children. Yes, I want you to prosper while you're in a predicament. Amen. God says to them, after you come out of this. See, what the one thing we have to remember about where we are as a country and where we are as a people, <clears throat> as where we are as a world, is that this will end. But it's after this, amen, is what we need to hold on to is the promises of God. Amen. So God made a, co made a covenant with Israel. And we're going to look at this covenant real quick in Jeremiah chapter 31. So this morning I want to talk about pandemic crisis part two, a covenant God. So we talk about a pandemic covenant, a pandemic crisis. But I want to talk about that in a crisis... We have to remember that God is a covenant God. Now, the question is, what does that mean? Amen. I'm glad you asked because I'm going to answer that question here in a minute. Amen. What is a covenant? We know that a covenant is a promise. Covenants were made between God and humans. Amen. And, and if, you, if, I, if I were to simplify what a covenant is... It's basically God making a promise to us and we making a promise to God. Amen. Now, there are certain types of covenants. There's conditional covenants. There's uh, covenants that were made to Israel. 
uh, specifically for specific people, covenants to a specific time, and, and covenant, amen, covenants that last forever. I, we call those everlasting covenants, amen. And so one of the things that we have to remind ourselves of is that God is a covenant God. Now watch this. When we say he's a covenant God, what we're saying is that God will make a promise, amen, he will tie himself to it, and watch this, he will keep his part of the covenant, amen. It's good to know, here's what's good to know, here's what it's encouraging in this pandemic crisis, that we serve a God, come on somebody, who sits high, he looks low. He's intimately acquainted with all of us, and yet he says, I'm going to keep my word to you. Here's a promise real quick. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Amen. And one of the things that I want to share with you is that God showed the strength of his divine promise from Adam All the way to the exile and all the way to the restoration of his people. God employs his covenant, for instance, with Noah. Amen. God told Noah, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. Uh, You build this ark. Amen. God's been telling me to build this virtual ark for years. For 18 years, we've been building a virtual ark. We've been trying to get other pastors and preachers to get on this ark. Amen. We kept telling them virtually it's going to rain. Come on, somebody. And here we are now in 2020 and it's raining and we are now on the ark. Amen. But God says, he says, Noah, I will preserve your life. And God preserved Noah's life. So one of the things I want to share with you when we start talking about a covenant God is, is that God is always faithful to his word. Now listen to me. There's a lot of people out here panicking right now. There's a lot of people, amen, who are, in a sense, they are struggling <clears throat> with the idea of a pandemic. The idea that they're losing their jobs. They're, 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 they're getting laid off. Um, they need money. They need food. <clears throat> Things are not working out for them. Family and friends, health is failing. All these things are happening. But saints, I want to let you know something. In the midst of all of this, we have to remind ourselves that God is faithful to his word. Do I have a witness? And the one thing we got to remind ourselves about is that not only is he faithful to his word, but when it comes down to God's covenant, amen. His covenant, he stays true to his covenant. I want you to look at the the promise, the covenant he made with Noah real quick. So if you go to Genesis chapter 9, verse 11. I'm going to be dealing with this in a couple of weeks. I'll deal with this. Because I need, I, I really want you to understand that God is faithful, saints. When we are faithless, he's faithful, but... I'm drawing on the covenant God. Amen. I'm drawing on the covenant God because the covenant is like a contract. Amen. And so one thing about God, when you enter into a covenant with him, 
Marriage is a covenant. Come on, somebody. And when you enter into a marriage, you enter into a contract with one another that you will be faithful to the terms. Oh, I wish I had somebody. The terms of the covenant. And so it's important that we look at the covenant that God made with us for a time like this. But we can look to Israel and see that the covenant that he made to them, watch this, the principle of the covenant can apply to our lives today. See, I, I, I was thinking, you know, like, man, you know, there's a lot of people who are literally panicking because it, they're panicking so much so that they, 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 they're, they're thinking, man, what is going on? I'm, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm weary. I'm, I, I don't know what to do. What, 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 what's going to happen after this? Why is my life like this? But I want to say to somebody here this morning, I want to encourage you this morning. Amen. I want to encourage you to, re, to, to know this, that we serve a God who's faithful to his covenant. Amen. So he says here, God made this covenant with with Noah. He says, I will establish my covenant with you. This is Genesis chapter 9 and verse verse 11. Genesis chapter 9 and verse 11. And this is what he says. This is what he says, y'all. He says, he says, he says, I will establish my covenant with you and all flesh shall never again be what? Cut off by water or flood. Neither shall there again be a flood to destroy the earth. So one thing that God has promised that God has made to, to Noah. That that covenant is still in place today. God says he'll never destroy this world with a flood. So no matter how many floods we have. No matter how many hurricanes we go through. Amen. Don't ever get to the point where you start believing CNN and ABC and NBC. But you believe God's word because the covenant he made to Noah is the covenant, watch this, that's still alive today. I read not, I read not too long ago, I believe it's in Jeremiah. And, and God was saying to Jeremiah, who has made a covenant, watch this, with the ocean? Where it stops where I tell it to stop. Who has made a covenant with the sun? Amen. That it shines when I tell it to shine. Come on somebody. Who has made a covenant with the moon where it's where it's supposed to be? Because if God breaks his covenant. Come on somebody. With them, with those very things. Everything falls apart. What does that mean? That means that God has made a covenant with us. Amen. And God has made a covenant with the world. And what we must draw on, come on somebody, is that God is a God who keeps his word. I want to help somebody here this morning to let you know that God keeps his word. Look what he says in verse 12. He says, and God said, this is the sign of the covenant. Watch this now. Watch this now, which I am making between me and you. Who's he making the covenant with? Noah. Who, what did he say? And every living creature that is, that, is, that is with you for all successive, what? Generations. So watch this. The reason I'm saying to you 
that we need to draw on a covenant God in a pandemic crisis is because we know that God is faithful. Look at the next verse. The next verse helps me with something. Watch this. And it shall be, it shall come about when I bring a cloud over the earth that the what? Bow. You ever seen a rainbow? Amen. That the bow will be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you. And every living creature, watch this, of all flesh and never again shall the water become a flood to destroy them. And when the bow is in the cloud, then I will look up. Look upon it to remember the what kind of covenant. So, so there are, this covenant that God has made with Noah is an everlasting covenant. And watch this. Remember the last time you seen a rainbow? The rainbow is a representation of the covenant that God has made with Noah for all generations. Oh, I thank God, boy. I wish I had somebody to say amen right now. But I thank God that he says he will never destroy this earth with flood anymore. And then he gives us a visual representation. Watch this. And a reminder of the covenant. Why does God have to remind us of the covenant? Because every now and then we happen to forget what he has promised. Do I have anybody? And not only that, it's the same thing in marriage. Every now and then in your, in your marriage, you got to remind your spouse, why did we get married again? What did we say we were going to do for better or for worse in sickness on health till death do us part? That's the covenant. When you see the rainbow, come on somebody, watch this, watch this now. When you see the rainbow, it is a reminder That the God we serve is faithful. And that God keeps his word. Do I have anybody? Verse 17 says, and God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant. Which I have established between me and all flesh that is in the earth. In other words, God is saying, listen. I'm making a promise with you. I'm making a covenant with you. Not a a promise, but a covenant with you. And there's a difference, you know. I I believe a promise is one thing, but a covenant is a little bit, I I think a covenant is a little bit more intimate. A covenant is a little bit more serious. And so every time, listen, every time I see the rainbow, it is a reminder to me that the God I serve, amen, amen, is telling me, Derek, I'm not going to destroy this earth. So don't you get all twisted. I know hurricanes are coming. I know this is coming. I know that is coming. But know this. The covenant, this is what you call an everlasting covenant. In other words, that kind of covenant you never get out of. And do you not know? Can I help somebody with something? Marriage is an everlasting covenant. Amen. I'm going to say it one more time. That's why you ought not to enter into marriage lightly because it is an everlasting covenant. Amen. So we find that and then we find that 
God made a pro- in a form of a promise now. So a covenant can come in the form of a promise. Because look what he says here. Uh, in, 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 he made a promise in the, he made a covenant in the form of a promise with Abraham. And if you go to Ab- uh, Genesis chapter, uh, Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15 and verse 18, and it says, On that day the Lord made a covenant, he made a covenant with Abraham, with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land from the river as far as the great river, the, Euph- the river of the what? Euphrates. In other words, God is telling Abram, this is what you call a land covenant. Amen. He's making a promise to him, but he's telling him, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And when, when God told Abram, I'm going to bless you and multiply you, and your descendants will be like the, sea, the, the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashores, we were the ones being including in, included in that, in that promised covenant so that we would enjoy everlasting life. Amen. So I want to say this. God makes these covenants. Now, there are what you call the Ten Commandments. And in the Ten Commandments, those are what you call covenants too. Amen. And so, for instance, thou should have no other gods before me. And can I help somebody with something today? We have to be very careful that we're not making this pandemic our God. And that we're not, we're not substituting anything for God. Amen. But we are holding on to God's unchanging hands. In the midst of a pandemic crisis, we have to remind ourselves that God is still good. Do I have anybody? Not only is he good, but... He will keep his word to us. Amen. I want to show you something. Go to, go to uh, Jeremiah chapter 31. This is where my journey began this morning. And I want to talk about, okay. First of all, God is telling his people that he's going, they're going to exile. This is chapter 29. Chapter 30, we find this. We find that God is telling his people that they will be, watch this, going to Babylon, going into Babylon for 70 years. But here's what's so interesting about this. I see a parallel here. This caught us by surprise, this pandemic. But here's the thing, and you've heard me say this. This did not catch God by surprise. Now, God says to them, even though life is about to get hard. This is where the thoughts I was thinking about. God says, even though life is about to be hard. I'm going to make a covenant with you. I'm going to make a new covenant with you. Amen. And this is where, what's going to happen in this new covenant. See, the old covenant was hard for them to keep. Like, for instance, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. The, the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant is this. That 
in the old covenant, they did not have, if you would, the power to restrain themselves. So they needed something more. They didn't have the ability to obey God's word. Why? Because they did not have the Holy Spirit. But here's something else. When they were left on their own to obey God, they didn't do it. Oh, Lord, I'm trying to help somebody. When, when they were left all alone and God said, follow me voluntarily, <laughs> they wouldn't do it. So what God allowed to happen to them is that they went into slavery for While in slavery, amen, they, they, while in slavery, they now, God is getting their attention. Is this making sense? God is saying, you wouldn't do it before, voluntarily. But what I realize is that man is sinful, desperately sick, heart is wicked. And what God says, the reason he can't obey my word is because he needs to be saved. Now, the children of Israel needed a new covenant. Because the old covenant, <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't doing it. They wasn't keeping their part of the covenant, but God was upholding his part of the covenant. If you read all through the book of Jeremiah, God kept saying to them, why are you leaving me? Why are you treating me like this? Why are you doing this? So let me pause real quick, parenthetically, real quick, real quick. Watch this. Watch this. Could it be that God has put a pause on our gathering together so that he can establish or reestablish a new covenant with us? We have the new covenant. We have the new covenant, which is Jesus Christ. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the word of God. We're able to internalize, amen, and then live out the word of God. But it was, watch this, but we had been going about our business, ignoring him, ignoring the promise. You remember when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Remember when you joined church and you made a commitment to God and then all of a sudden life starts coming your way and then all of a sudden you, you just, you've forgotten everything, all the promises you made him. And so God now is saying to us in this pandemic, I'm going to put you on lockdown, amen, to get your attention, to let you know I love you, watch this, and not only to let you know I love you, but I want you when you return to me, amen, return to me with a new heart, return to me, and watch this, and not only just return to me, but get back to what you promised. Do I have anybody? I've made many promises to God. But when life gets busy. Come on somebody. When, when things start coming my way. Amen. What do I do? I go back to where I came from. You know. I gravitate back. But now we have. We, watch this. Now we have no choice. But to stay incubated. Quarantined. Amen. And God says, 
I'm going to sit you still. But I still have some messengers out here. Still got the man of God out here who will bring the word to you right in your living room. Turning your private spaces into worship spaces. So that you can renew your part of the commitment to the covenant. I thank God today that he reminded me again that what we have to do is make good and our part of the covenant. So that when we come back, when this is all over, when the band is lifted, the Bible says, watch verse, watch verse, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 27. He says, behold, and I'm saying this to you today, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will sow, watch this, the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of a man and with the seed of a beast as I have watched over them to pluck up, to break down, to overthrow, to destroy, and to bring what? Ha, 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 ha. So I will watch over them to build and to plant, declares the Lord. What is God saying? I have to uproot you. I have to allow life to get a little bit uncomfortable for a minute but guess what we coming out of this crisis but when we come out of this crisis god is saying to us saints come back home make good on your promise to me listen listen to this he says look look it says verse 29 he says, and in those days, verse 29, watch this, Jeremiah 31, verse 29, watch this. Those days they will not say again, the fathers have eaten the sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. But everyone will die for his own iniquity. Each one who eats the sour grapes, his teeth will be set on edge Behold, watch this, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make what? A new, a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant, watch this now, that I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand. See, can I, can I say this to you today? We are under a new covenant. God says, whatever you've been doing with your life before the pandemic, I want to give you a new covenant. I want to give you a new start. I want to take you by the hands. And I want to lead you over to a new land. Why? Because before you may not have taken me seriously. Maybe you're living on mama religion. Maybe you were living on daddy's religion. Maybe you were living on somebody else's faith before this. But God is saying now that he wants to give you 
a new covenant. Come on, help me somebody. And I know who the covenant is for, but look what he says. He says, not like the one I gave to your fathers. You want to tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, this is for me. Amen. Tell your neighbor, this covenant is new and it is for me. Watch what he says next. He says, he says, not like the one I gave your fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. Can I tell you what was in the land of Egypt? Plagues were in the land of Egypt. And maybe God is trying to grab your hand to pull you through this pandemic so that he can bring you to a new place. But don't you be like your fathers. Don't you be like your mothers. Don't you be like the unfaithful who have taken the covenant, walked out in emotion and walk out praising God. Watch this. And then from the time the praise is over, watch this. There's no food. And then they start complaining. They were, they were excited about the promise until they met a difficulty. See what we want all the time from God. We want God to just be good to us. Can I help somebody? Then you're going to have some tough times. But you want God to, to give you more than just stuff. You want a relationship with him. Look what he says. He says, my covenant. Watch this. My covenant. Which they what? Which they what? How many covenant breakers we got? Huh? Watch how God relates himself to his people. Watch what he says. He says, my covenant they broke, although I was a what? Although I was a what? Although I was a husband. Put that in capital letters. Although I was a what? A husband to them. In other words, God says the example we had before the pandemic. Come on, somebody. Were you faithful? Because if you weren't faithful then, I hope you can return now and uphold the covenant relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. Because listen to what God gave me this morning. He says to me this morning, not in an audible voice, but this is what he said to me. I am, Derek, a covenant God. But my people need to uphold their part of the covenant. I am a husband to them, but they broke the contract. And we wonder what, watch this, they broke the contracts by taking on too much work. Come on now. Not, not being fully committed to me, being distracted with entertainment and football and basketball and baseball and this ball and that ball and all kinds of balls, you know what I mean? Golf balls and all kinds of stuff. And watch this. God said, no, uh-uh. So I got to shut everything down. Where did it begin? It began with the sports. God says, I'm a husband to you. And you've been cheating on me. I want you to return to me. Let me be your God. Amen. Nobody could do you like Jesus. 
Nobody. And watch this. Hold your finger there and go to Jeremiah 11. Watch, watch, watch this. Jeremiah 11 and verse, uh, verse 7. Amen. Any questions or comments? Watch what he says in verse 7. I'll take it. Amen. Were we faithful? Amen. Were we faithful? That's, that's a good question, sister. That's a good question. Were we really faithful? Because watch this. If we were faithful, we would be yearning to be here. See, we're putting ourselves at risk being here for you. Because I believe that it's important to share the word of God and never shut down. God knew we needed Facebook Live and we needed all this stuff, right? He knew. He had prepared us for this already. But watch this. Watch this for a minute. Watch this for a minute. I like that comment. Were we really faithful? And, 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 and let me say this. I, 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 we broke the contract, right? We broke the contract. And he's saying to us, he says, he said, listen, man, I was a husband to you. I was a husband to you before this, but you put your job before me. You put your business before me. You put your children before me. You put school before me. You put everything before me. Come back because I made a covenant with you. When you accept, you know, when you join church here, we make that membership covenant. And we, and, but when we accept Christ, I, we enter into a marriage with him. Look at verse 7 of, of Jeremiah 11. Watch this. For I solemnly warned your fathers in the day that I brought them up out of the land of Egypt. Even to this day. Warning what? Persistently. Persi- How long have God been warning us? We've been ignoring this pandemic. We, listen, and it wasn't really about the pandemic. We've been ignoring his voice. Look at that. Jeremiah chapter 11. Put that in the feed for me. Watch this. I just want you to see the word, man. The word is powerful, y'all. Look what it says. It says that I brought them from the land of Egypt, even to this day, warning what? Persistently saying, listen to my what? Voice. Look at verse 8. How long has God been saying, I love you. Come home. I love you. Would you come? Can we reconcile? Can we get back together? Yet they did not what? Obey or incline there, but walked each one. That's verse, that's verse eight. That's verse eight. Verse eight, look at verse eight. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked each one in the stubbornness of his evil heart. Therefore, I brought on them all the words of this commandment, which I commanded them to do. But what? But what? Hold your hand right there. I got one minute. Go to Leviticus 26. For Leviticus 26 and 14. And I'm going to come back to this next Sunday at 9.05. Join me as we talk about a covenant God. But if you do not obey me. And do not carry out all these what? If instead you reject my statutes. And if your soul abhors my ordinances. 
so as not to carry out my commandments and so break my word, I in turn will send a pandemic. So, I'm sorry, that's not what it's saying. Will do to you, I will appoint over you a sudden what? And what else? And what? Hold on a minute. That does look like the pandemic. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Does does that look like the pandemic to you? It does. When we break the covenant, he says, I will send sudden terror, consumption and fever that will waste away the eyes and cause the soul to pine away. Also, you will sow your seed, seed what? Uselessly for your enemy will eat it up. I leave you there. Join me as we return to a covenant God.